and the mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, Everybody and welcome to episode 198 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. I am Jim. This is the Tuesday night show, and I'll be joined by Brandon in a little bit way up there in a Buffalo. But before we get to that, and also a couple books before we get to Brandon, we will go through where you can find us. We are all around. I mean, everywhere. Where aren't we? You can go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. If you follow us, we will follow you back as a courtesy. If you want to see what we're all about, I'd like to see what you're all about. You can also go over to our website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com, where we have reviews, previews, news items, all those things each week. I have already reviewed Empire Number 2. And that's already up on the site. So as you listen to this, even if you listen to it right away, the minute that it hits the feed, Empire Number 2 will be up and you can go and check that out. You can also go to our YouTube channel, which is Weird Science Comics, where we have Marvel and DC reviews. And you can check out those videos that I end up doing. You can also go to our Patreon account, which is patreon.com slash weird science, where you can thank us, support us, encourage us with the stuff that we do. And if you're just listening to the Marvel podcast, I would hope that you would think that we put in the effort. We, we end up having usually three episodes a week. We're almost at 200 episodes in a little over two years of a podcast. That's pretty darn good if you ask me. And hopefully it's not just quantity, but also quality. That's not up to me to decide. But if you do go over to Patreon and sign up at any level, you'll get more and more shows with each level. You'll get us all inspired. And there's plenty of Marvel stuff to be had over there, as well as DC Comics stuff cartoon stuff manga stuff and we add stuff each and every month uh and try to do a lot to give you a bang for your buck now one of the big things about the patreon two things number one is each wednesday me and brandon get together it's the first thing that we end up doing when the new comics come out and we have a patreon only marvel comic spotlight where two books that are picked by the bad butts of the get fresh crew beep boop is what we review and they usually pick some pretty big books now right now for what we're going to end up doing on the 22nd on the patreon it's a three-way battle royale right now so two of these three will be on the spotlight and it is either amazing spider-man sins rising prelude number one x-men fantastic four number four or daredevil number 21 that seems to be what the race is for two of those will be on the patreon only spotlight so if you want to listen to those you have to go to the patreon now i'll tell you about how the podcast will proceed you know for the time being now i have caught up with the x books so what we're going to end up doing is having three episodes a week 
And and I like to do that so that you don't get bogged down by a super long episode. You get some time to listen to these things. Over at the DC side of things, we actually have gone and had a weekly show that was 13 hours long. People seem to like that, but eh, some people didn't. So what you get are three of these bite-sized episodes. We'll have the Tuesday show, that's me and Brandon, where we talk about some of the books that have come out. Uh, you know, just um, whatever, whatever came out, whatever strikes Brandon's fancy, right? We also will have an X-Men episode that will come out right now. I'm hoping to have that come out every Thursday. We'll try to keep that. Then on Saturday, I will also have a side episode, a episode where I talk about books that Brandon does not read. Stuff even in the Star Wars deal, but even stuff like Amazing Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, uh, things like that, that Brandon isn't reading. So I will end up having those on that. And really, the goal is to be able to have all of the books covered in some way. And so if you end up, you know, only wanting to know about the X-Men books, you could just listen to the X-Men episode. If you don't like the X-Men stuff, you don't have to listen to that when you listen to the others and you can kind of go. But I do want to feature most of the books that come out each week i think that we had a bunch of gaps before the shutdown the shutdown allowed me to catch up on almost all of the books at least reading let alone the x-men episodes where we all caught up so i think that we're all on solid ground right now to go forward and have almost all of the books covered now i say all this next week is a week that has five wednesdays five wednesdays means an annuals month that fifth Wednesday is kind of an added bonus deal. And when that comes up, it only comes up a couple of times a year. Those episodes for that week are Patreon only. So if you want to listen to next week's Tuesday show, next week's X-Men show, next week's other spotlight show that I do with the other book, you would have to go over to Patreon and sign up and listen to those. Like I said, this only happens a couple times a year. I'm always yelled at about it, but it's something that we've done on the DC side of things. If you want to listen to that week's books, you go over to the Patreon sign up. If you don't, you can end up just pretending that me and Brandon went and took a week off, which we rarely do, if do at all. I don't like to take weeks off, but you can pretend. You can pretend like we're all those other podcasts that take weeks off, right? They're like, hey, they they have a pod- no. They didn't have a podcast this week. They didn't do those three shows. Wink, wink. They're in the Caribbean drinking mai tais. Brandon's drunk and he fell off the boat. And Jim, he went away. He he didn't want Brandon to get rescued. And now it's a one man show. But yeah. So next week you can either join up on the Patreon, listen to the shows. If not, we will see you then in August. But we still end up this week having our three shows tonight. The Tuesday show, obviously, I'll have the X-Men show a little later this week, and then also that spotlight. I know that sounds confusing. We'll get used to it. We'll get used to all of this sort of rigmarole in no time at all. But right now, there's something that I think we can get used to. I'm going to go off and talk about Amazing Spider-Man. All right, and this is Amazing Spider-Man number 44. It is an issue that's written by Nick Spencer with art by Kim Jacinto and Bruno Oliveira, with colors by David Coriel and letters by VC's Joe Caramanga. With the last fragment of the Lifeline tablet safe for now, for now, maybe it's finally time for Peter Parker to catch up on a little sleep. Well, 
hey everybody are you done with gog you, you you enjoy gog having you know a big part in this book really more of a presence than say kindred well do i have a, an issue for you because this is a kindred issue are we going to get answers no what we're going to get is a dream in a dream more of another second overdrive this is an overdrive issue everyone and pretty much an issue that starts off this Sin Eater story in a way that probably will piss off everybody who is reading this book and has been reading this book. Now, to put things in perspective, as I sometimes try to do, the idea of kindred, kindred in this book was something that me and Brandon and Eric talked about on this podcast. Eric? Who's Eric? Yeah. If you don't even know who Eric is, that shows you that it's a long time. Eric is who I do the DC Comics podcast with, and he started out doing this podcast with us and bailed very early. He, he doesn't like work. He's lazy, is what he is. But yeah, so... I kind of the big joke for me is to read Amazing Spider-Man and then send him a note. Hey, still dealing with that kindred. <laughs> He's like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, he he barely remembers being on the podcast and it's still a thing. And so with this, it's the start of the Sin Eater story, the Sin Eater tying into kindred. But yet in this issue, we barely get either, and what we do get is in a dream of a dream. And so you end up having Peter. He's tossing and the turning. It's like me right now with this heat. My wife, Tanya, she cannot stand it. She she hasn't slept in like a month because of the heat. So I understand how things are. Well, Peter is in his dreams, a dream about driving around with overdrive, who's then going to tell a story to him about you know a caper he was involved with i was involved with stuff and and we ended up having some problems you know we were stealing the monies and things and then all of a sudden sin eater showed up and man it was crazy crazy you end up where he sin eater shows up and he's making everything a nightmare and and overdrive he he got scared and upset which then leads to the dream kind of morphing into the now where sin eater is there and shoots a, a shotgun at the car with spider-man and overdrive in it which may have killed overdrive but it's a dream you end up having peter go through the windshield i guess he didn't have a seatbelt on there you go kids wear your seatbelts but i'm telling you all of this book is nonsense. You end up then where Peter wakes up and you're like, oh, my God, it's a dream. But then you realize it's a dream and a dream when Peter calls up Mary Jane. This is kind of the important part of this issue. But really, this is the start of yet another arc with a side character that not many people care about. And then the hints of. The And even hinting at Sin Eater, but then hinting at Kindred again. I, I don't need any more hints. I don't need a tease. You've teased me so much that I can't be teased no more. Isn't that what Popeye used to say? You end up where Peter calls up Mary Jane. Hey, Mary Jane, what's up, girl? 
Hey, you know what? I was kind of a jerk. You were going off. I didn't get to see you as you left, and I kind of miss you. I don't like coming home alone. I'm having problems with this whole deal of the superheroing. And guess what? The other day, I ended up waking up because I was so tired. I, I woke up the next morning from sleeping, and, and then I, I went out. I had my breakfast. I got, got my shower, and then I went out, and I almost didn't realize I still had my Spider-Man mask on. Can you believe it? And really, I kind of, you know, spending so much time as Spider-Man and not enough time as Peter Parker, I'm losing track of myself. And I really would like you here. And yeah, you know what? I was going to ask you a question before. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you about that because that was me asking you to marry me. And here's the ring and I'm going to let it drop. And oh, no, I'm now going to vomit maggots and bugs and rats. It's disgusting. It is. He ends up doing this. This is, you know, what I usually call Brandon's Sunday morning or Monday morning after a Bills game, right? He ends up throwing up all this putrid stuff as rats and centipedes come out of his chest. Now, the throwing up all the craziness, pretty much what you would say, throwing up death, that looks pretty disgusting, but cool. I mean, cool in a disgusting way. But with the rats and stuff coming out, I don't even know what's going on there. It looks like he's got, you know, Jason's Technicolor rat suit on or something that's kind of. And so that didn't play out well. And overall, the art's okay in this issue. The art did not wow me. You have two artists on this and neither are something where I'm like, oh, my God, you got to see this. Maybe I would have sent Eric the picture of throwing up death. (laughs) It'd be kind of funny. But you end up where, you know, Peter's freaking out what's happening. And that's where you get. A off panel somebody It's Kindred saying you're dying And saying I want you to know how it is And you know Spoiler alert it sucks (laughs) It sucks big time And you kind of were the reason why I had to go through that That's why again is this Officer Stacy Is this I, I don't know I don't know what Kindred is And by this point it's like one of those things How long can you guess at a mystery And really not get many more clues uh, and just keep guessing. I mean, I can guess everyone there is. It kind of reminds me. It makes me laugh. It's like I could be Jerry Lawler at a Royal Rumble and everybody who comes out, I can say he's the one who's going to win. You know, oh, it's it's John Cena's going to win. And then, oh, oh, you know, Roman Reigns, he's going to win. You could just do that. You can play that game just so by the end you can say, well, at least at one point I said, who it was i i don't care anymore and i don't care in the way that i'm i'm pretty much pissed off when we do finally get to see kindred again and it almost seems like it's just to remind you that kindred's out there believe me everybody knows this and everybody wants more than this where kindred starts you know pretty much talking his standard trash to peter says oh my god a dream and a dream that's kind of a cheat Yeah, well, you know, I I didn't expect a guy that has a centipede tail and stuff and whatever it is. I don't expect him to play the game fair anyway. But there you go. You end up, Peter, you know, almost like a horror movie dying out. But then he says, then then get this. Then Kindred says, well, it's also the funny thing. It's not your dream. And then we end up with a final page, a cliffhanger page that has a bunch of. Spider peoples and you have 
Miles Morales, Spider-Man. You have Madam Web, Spider-Woman, Jessica Drew, Ghost, Spider-Gwen, Stacy, Silk, Spider-Girl, Anya. You have them there. And it would be okay, I guess, if I knew what the hell that actually meant. Just because it's it's not your dream. You, you know what? My, it's my nightmare. It is what it is. It really is. You have stolen my you, dreams. You, yeah, you have. Thank you, Greta. You, you have put it perfectly. Uh, this, this whole thing is a nightmare. This book is meandering. And when it's not meandering, it's loafing. When it's not loafing, it's lazying about. And you're getting these stories that individually not bad. I will tell you, they even, Peter brings it up in this, the Jonah doing the podcast. I don't mind that. I, I actually, again, it did make me laugh a little. It made me laugh. It did. But overall, and the whole progression of this whole entire series and run has been nothing. And I cannot explain or understand how you present this kindred as your big thing and three years later we're still sitting around waiting we're still waiting for what's going on we we don't get anything out of it and it is pretty infuriating and i do see people getting infuriated that's what happens when something's infuriating right and so with that nick spencer has pretty much convinced me that I really don't like his overall series writing, while sometimes I do like a couple of the issues. I like Boomerang. I think that that's the best character in this entire series. And that kind of shows you something. I even like the Gog issues. But as an overall progression, it is so, so, I mean, decompressed, but it's it's just not telling anything big overall. And that's a shame. And because of that, and because this issue ends up pretty much a dream and a dream, overdrive, Peter, not you know throwing up all that, it's a five out of ten. And if you listen to the DC podcast, this is a special five. I, I can't say what it means on the Marvel side of things. I'm not allowed to curse. But it, it kind of goes, I don't know if this will you know be a hint, F-U-5. There, there's the hint. <laughs> See, a dream and a dream, FU5, get out of town, and I'm going to move on to the next book. All right, and the next issue is Captain Marvel number 17. That's written by Kelly Thompson. Guest artist, Francesco Mana. Guest colorist, Carlos Lopez. And old, same old, same old letter. I mean, really, the same old, same old. VCs Clayton Cowles in an issue that's called Game Night. Recently, Carol saved a Roosevelt Island from a sexist maniac. And I didn't know Eric was in Roosevelt Island. Helped stave off a multi-realm war, stopped a fledgling supervillain from destroying all of New York City, and pretended to kill the Avengers to stop a mutated madman from bombing refugee camps. Now she faces a threat. That would wipe out everything she has left. Wolverine's poker face, p -p -p poker face. You end up with a little cooldown issue. I'm doing this for old double Aaron. How dare you? Who loved this? He loved this issue. I didn't love it, but I told him I would read it a couple times. The first time I read it, I kind of really was like, really? I don't know about this one. At reading it with the idea that it is a cooldown, especially how. That recap spells it out. There's been a lot of universe, Earth, all this ending scenarios that you end up having Captain Marvel go through. So it's nice to see Carol 
be able to, you know, sit back, have some friends over. And it is funny. The friends are uh, Monica Rambo, Spectrum, Hazmat, Spider-Woman, and Wolverine. Wolverine there hanging with the gals. They're playing poker. And Carol is also invited. Miss Marvel, Kamala, she shows up. Now she shows up with Monopoly, Twister, Parcheesi, those sort of games. And the problem is she cannot gamble. Her religion doesn't allow gambling, so she can't play poker. But when I'm reading this, I know that you can't go between books and think, okay, this shouldn't happen here and there or whatever. But seeing Miss Marvel show up for a game night with the gals and Wolverine is fun enough, but right now she's in a coma and outlawed. And I just, you know, that kind of seems like an odd little bit of non-synergy. Also, at one point, you end up having Wolverine talking. Now, they do mention Krakoa at one point. But at one point, he ends up, man, you should kill me if I didn't have it. I'm like, just bring you back. That's what, you know, the five will bring you back. And you're going to have to go back to playing Boggle. But you end up having Miss Marvel. She wants to get involved in this game night. She can't gamble, so she suggests something else. She suggests that maybe they go and do an escape room, an escape room called Escape from New Jersey. And they're going to go into this place, and they end up being able to get last-minute reservations because the guy who runs it, the Nexus, who looks like almost like a, a B-rate Doctor Strange-type deal, this is a guy, he's a big fanboy. You end up seeing he has a bunch of Star Wars toys. He ends up Star-Lord mask, a bunch of lightsabers, things, a big Galactus deal that is probably the one that they sold on that Hasbro Pulse, right? Is that it? I don't know if they had that. I think I remember seeing that. But you end up, uh, I'm an adult, please. I, I don't pay attention to these things. You end up where he finds out, oh, my God, you know, the superheroes are here. This is what I've been waiting for. And he has set up this, you know, escape room deal for them. He introduces himself. He says he's a big fan and then shows them the room. Here it is. And you have to escape at a certain time or you die. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, you lose. All right. And the thing that gets me is he's called the Nexus. He ends up talking on a message board like the nerds do right <laughs> he ends up talking what you you think i don't know about other dimensions and other i'm the nexus you know and so i'm waiting for this escape room to turn into a dimension hopping thing something like that but it is really just a escape room set up for you know some superheroes to go into now you end up having Miss Marvel say that this is a wildly popular escape room deal. Are, are people dying in here because you end up having this? Or is this just a separate room specifically for, you know, what's going on? But how is it so specific to the exact members that come in? There's a lot of things, like I said, I am nitpicking. This is a fun issue. It is a let's just, you know, kind of have a little fun, let loose, you know, some chuckles, things like that. But Overall, I actually wanted more from Nexus, the villain, and I wanted to see something more clever of how they have to escape. But even then, what you would usually have in an issue like this would be a bunch of characters that don't like each other, and then they have to kind of cooperate and do this. This is a bunch of friends. They were having game nights, so they still aren't cooperating at first. They don't quite understand what an escape room is, how you get out of it. 
and you end up, you know, having the typical deal at first. Let's just try to blast our way out. Wolverine, while he notices and sees that the room they're in is made of vibranium, when he sees us, he says, this is a trap there, ladies. Uh, This is not just something normal. He goes to cut his way out. And then says, oh, my God, this isn't just vibranium. It's vibranium laced with Antarctic vibranium, the stuff that Stark used to make Misty Knight's arm. There's a couple of cool call outs like that. Ends up bending up his claws all over the place. I don't know how those things go back in, you know, like that. It caused some problems. And then the, the room is flooding. You end up Carol does a blast that ricochets off and hits Hazmat's helmet. Hazmat, if you don't know, ends up having toxic powers that are released upon stress. You know, stress like being in an escape room and and almost dying. So now that her helmet that was containing the stuff is cracked, there is the, you know, there's the fear that she may kill them all with her powers, which doesn't really come to play. And as you go, you even have Monica, who is going to phase through the door, go to the other side and just open it. This is how she wants to stop it. When she phases through, gets the other side, she cannot go solid. So she can't open the door. So she has to come back into the escape room and then get solid in there, which she was afraid she wouldn't be able to do as well. But she can. And so the room is filling up with water. Their powers individually are not helping out. And that's where Miss Marvel says, well... And I don't know that you guys have ever done an escape room like this earlier, even Wolverine, like a room that is dangerous and it's like a a danger room. I I know all about these. So he thinks he can just do his thing. But you end up having Miss Marvel say it's one of these things, these escape rooms, you're supposed to cooperate. I think that if we combine our powers, we might be able to figure a way out. Now, all of that just means Everybody at once blasts the door. And I wanted something a little more clever than that. I wanted something set up where when they do cooperate, it's not just let's blast the door while Wolverine ends up trying to get the ricochet to not hit Miss Marvel and Hazmat is just covering her head so that she doesn't end up making everybody three mile island. And so they end up they they bust open the door and they go out and Nexus is out there. Oh, no, y- you survived. All right. I got your attention. And so from this point, yes, he has set up a an escape room that the superheroes had to get out. But is that necessarily a crime that would send you to the raft? I know what he's saying and what he's doing, but he also ends up saying, I don't know how I got these powers. I don't know how it all works. I didn't fall into a vat of acid. I'm not an inhuman. I'm not a mutant. I don't understand what's going on, but I just wanted you guys to notice me. And Carol, as you know, she does. She's nice, right? She comes and wallops him. <laughs> because at one point he does end up then trying to you know, use his mind powers to kind of that that's where he may step over the line he kind of uses them to give him headaches so that maybe he can get away this is when you end up having hazmat kind of give him a little radioactive touch so that he's coughing and loses his concentration that's when carol socks him in the face while he's like i just want to get your attention you know i don't know how my power oh no he gets punched he's out and he's being sent to the raft that i'm like all right, like that that might be a little bit too much. I mean, a little bit, especially 
what Carol has gone through recently with Star. And maybe you could end up saying that's why she's quick to do this because, yeah, she tried to help and then people died or whatever. But, yeah, you, you just end up having the Nexus getting sent to the raft. At, at one point, he's like, the raft? Uh, I mean, aren't you, aren't you getting a little too crazy with that? I mean, the raft? And then Carol's like, yeah, yeah, you had us on the ropes for a bit. You're too powerful, so we have to send you off. And he's like, really? Oh, right. I had you on the ropes, and he's, he's all over the place. He's a little wacky. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't need help with the raft. And then who's going to run Escape from New Jersey now? I mean, this seems to be the place to be. Now it's going to get shut down. Everybody's going to be pissed off. So if anybody gets mad, they can't go to the escape room, Escape from New Jersey. Blame Carol. Who ends up calling the people in, yeah, we got this, he's going off to the raft. Maybe we'll see the Nexus some other time. I don't know. I would have liked to have had a little more of his power set than just making people have headaches and setting up a, an intricate, you know, escape room. That his his powers seem to be making a pretty kick butt attraction. That's what it seems to be, right? Maybe he could go to Mojo first. He could set some things up there, and then it'd be fine. But you end up where he gets sent to the raft. And what do you do when you send somebody to the raft? You go to the bar, and you play trivia. They play trivia, and the big thing, Captain America's butt. The answer is Captain America's butt. Woo-woo! We're the marbles. We're in. Yay! Looks like at the bar, they're eating bagels. Very odd bar, that is. Uh, and Logan, he's got, like, the, the boot gloss. He's got the really big glass of beer. They're all cheering. There they are. Carol looks like she's either drinking a hot toddy or possibly a coffee. And again, it's a weird combination coffee shop bar that's going on here. I don't know. I'm not a fancy guy. I don't see. They they seem to be drinking with their pinkies up. So this is a place that would not allow me in there. But then, yeah, you end up having Carol. Yeah, Nobody tell steve about this yeah you have a little cool down issue that's fun enough i i thought that it kind of was surface level i would have liked a little bit more to make it more meaningful and having the nexus go off i would have liked a little more with him to maybe okay maybe we'll see him later he kind of leaves a joke so you end up with the next Issue saying next accused We'll start doing that you know and all this Empire stuff as well so Carol Has a lot going on coming up So I can say yeah it's nice To have a little cool down issue we don't get These a lot so Overall though I'm still going to give it A 7 out of 10 Not double A run score double A run gave it A 10 out of 10 I was not That in love with it but He's allowed to do what he wants to How do But with that I'm going to go off now and join Brandon And we're going to talk about two books Alright, and I am here with a Brandon Yo. And Brandon is here to talk two books That yes. I am hoping Save the we, good ones for me here. Yeah, Let's not spend too much time <laughs> And we're going to have an, an issue Probably with some people Where me and you The first book we're going to talk about is Guardians of the Galaxy And we have not enjoyed this Al Ewing run of Guardians I haven't enjoyed of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy in a long time It's my biggest problem Donnie Cates came on the book and I was like Alright, let's see what's going to go down And he ended up making it all about his Thanos story And not really feeling like a Guardians of the Galaxy book It ended up being It's a mad, mad, mad world Where everybody was going and trying to find you know, Thanos, who Thanos was in All that sort of nonsense And then when he ended up wrapping that up, he left 
I'm like, well, yeah. he really didn't want to be doing a Guardians book. It was just that was just uh, he spun it empty out to that Silver Surfer book. It kind of yeah. seemed like he wanted to do that more yeah, than the I'm Guardians telling you, book. The Guardians book to him was just like a, an abandoned building that he was squatting in for a while, and then he left. So Al Ewing gets on. Everybody's like, oh my god, this will be awesome. This will be awesome. He starts off the series with that. You know, nonsense with the Olympus and space and the thing and Peter. And now you end up in this issue where we're four issues in and we're going to have a wacky issue with the Guardians versus the Guardians with the whole idea of blowing your mind with all these things going on. And basically, all I got from this is, what the heck is going on in this book? (laughs) I I just want to enjoy the Guardians of the Galaxy. You don't have to get too fancy. Is is this one of those books now where people are embarrassed to do it? So they have to make it fancy? I think everyone just overcomplicates it and tries to pull out their favorite space characters from the realms of the, you know, corners of the Marvel Universe and... I don't know. It's hit or miss. Like, I don't care about three quarters of the characters in this book at, at this point in time. And we're only I four issues either. into it. I know. And this issue, and, and you do end up having like Hercules is on the team. All right. I, I thought that was neat. You had a lot of people who were into that and you barely get them. You have mm-hmm. Marvel Boy who, okay, whatever. But you See, know, I was going to say, is he even in this book anymore? I think they're Hercules? done with Hercules. Oh, he's in here. And he? uh, yeah. And with this, <laughs> Marvel Boy's kind of doing his thing. You got Moon Dragon. I mean, really, <laughs> Captain Marvel, but it's Philavel and Nova, all these things going on. And I get to the end of this issue and I start getting angry because you have Al Ewing four issues in. He's already playing stupid games here. I just need a set thing where let's learn about the team. Let's, yeah, have some fun. But you don't have to go off the ranch like this. And it almost feels like this is one of those issues that after somebody's been on a run for 50 issues, 100 issues, 150, where, hey, I'll give them the benefit and they can have some fun with things. But for the fourth issue, and then especially coming, not that it's his fault or anything, but coming after a shutdown, I read this book and this is almost as bad in my mind as the whole Immortal Hulk number 25. And I bailed from that (laughs) then and it took me a long time to get back. back, And so in this, I just... I, I think I'm done. I, I just I'm I have it's no interest. Bo- it's boring and right now. This is the thing with it. When I'm reading a book, it's one thing to be boring. It's one thing to okay, that's not really for boring. me. But when I get done an issue and I'm angry, I don't need that. And I was angry at the end of this because I just why don't you just tell a, a regular story and and get the team you know for people who don't even know half of the characters get them on board with them before you do this nonsense. But you end up it is Guardians of the Galaxy number four written by Al Ewing, We're art not by friends. Juan Cabal, uh, colors by Federico Blee and Guru FX and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Says previously when Peter Quill, aka Star Lord, died saving the universe on a controversial mission led by. Richard Ryder, a.k.a. Nova, the Guardians of the Galaxy shattered. In the wake of their grief, Gamora, Groot, Drax, and Moondragon have formed a mercenary team walking away from Rocket Nova, Marvel Boy, Phi Lavelle, and an alternate dimension version of Moondragon. I mean, really? Already? I mean, just this thing. However, the two teams of Guardians are set to clash after Gamora's team accepts a job with Blackjack O'Hare and his new partner, the Prince of Power. 
And so you end up having all of this where you also have Caster Gnawbark Third, the beaver from space, yes. who ends up hiring this side team of Gamoras, the original Drax. The Gamora Gro- you know, version these of the things. Guardians currently. Yeah. Yeah. They are hired to kill rocket raccoon what but version since, of moon dragon did they have the original version they have of moon the dragon. regular moon okay. dragon the other one's this <laughs> alternate version i could care <laughs> less about one or I the don't other like either of them. Yeah, yeah so you end up where you have caster no bark the third he is hiring them to go kill rocket raccoon but you can't do it right away because he wants to savor it uh, that only leads to Having you can't do it because you're not going to do it anyway, but you end up having a wink wink to Empire with the Kree scrolls. They're down, they're together, they're down with each other, so that the credits don't mean anything. So, in this, you end up the Guardians of the Galaxy being hired for beaver coins. (laughs) Why would they accept this? What what are they going to do with the beaver coins? He says beaver coins are accepted in this system. Are they always going to be in that system? This is nonsense. I mean, that means you're stuck on Beaver World. Who wants to be stuck on Beaver World? Beaver World. I mean, really? That's uh, everybody's walking around. Wood beaver. No, and everybody's walking around saying "damn" all the time. I don't need that. You think people are mad? I don't know. What do you use beaver (laughs) coin for? Uh, You know, Saturday night at the strip club? I have no idea. That's that's disgusting. Ah, yes. Maybe you can buy wings with it. Well, you end up then you have to have an aside where you even have, you know, a little wink, wink to Looney Tunes at one point. It's just nonsense. You have the Prince of Power. He's flexing. He's got tight bun cheeks. I'm like, what is going on? I know. This part of the book totally threw me off. I'm like, who's this guy again? I I don't don't even need it. I know it's been a while since issue three, right? It's been since the lockdown started. uh, I'm guessing. I can't remember. I don't remember talking this book in a while, but I I don't remember the Prince of Power flexing buns ever before. He's flexing. He's got buns of steel. They're setting up this deal, the deal of, hey, you guys, you can take down the old Rocket Raccoon. It just so happens that Rocket is going around in old gnaw barks casinos and making himself you know pretty much out in the open so that they can see him they could go kill him but gnaw bark he wants to savor it in the meantime rocket is a dupe he is a decoy He's he's singing, you know, the Pina Colada song. He's a little Rupert Holmes fan here. Yeah. While he's, he's, he's doing off that. in Margaritaville right now. Yeah, he's just doing these things. And I just don't know why I'm supposed to care. Because then you have this other team, the Rocket version of the Guardians, where they have sent Marvel Boy what? off. What's that? I'm I'm sorry, and maybe that's the whole point of this issue. But like, what is the central purpose both these teams are trying to accomplish well, right now? Well, it's basically like one's I said, on a mission to kill one's the other. Gonna kill one's going to kill Rocket. The other one has found out that there is a pretty much a big giant head of Galactus that's being used to suck life energy off this planet, and they're going to stop it. That's what it seems to me. They yeah, end so up wanting just... to save people. We're not looking for Peter. Or like I, I just the the whole like issue to issue story, the whole concept of this series right now is just a little lost. I mean, maybe I got to go back and reread and, and get my bearings again. Yeah. But no, I don't this know. This is issue just, didn't do a lot to help me either. There's not much to it, but yet it gets convoluted. It gets ridiculously confusing 
while you end up having Rocket just look at me. I'm out in the open. I have a fake mustache. Woo wee. I'm going to look and hey, I'm going to keep drinking, getting drunk while they're watching me while they're not them watching yeah. Marvel. And Boy. Nova's all in this healing tube. Yeah, and then you end up having, you know, Marvel Boy go off to try to get this whole deal done with the Galactus head where he's just going around and losing he loses connection to, to Moon Dragon, who is I don't keeping what, track what of all Beaver these. Man is savoring here. He's just savoring he wants the target to save, on the yeah. back of Rocket's head. Yeah. Like he he's just wants just, to savor that he's watching him and he knows that he's gonna get killed so he can just savor the moment and wait till you know, it's up to him to decide when he dies. But it's such a bad guy trope of just, something yeah. that'll never work out. Yeah, there's just no real reason for it's, it. And yeah, so then no you end up in this whole deal of the Galactus head with, you know, this thing going on where, you know, Juan Cabal can have some fun with the art. But overall, it just ends up with the, uh, you know, Marvel Boy being separated, but he can use his exploding fingernails on Drax. And then he could spit in his face and make him go like he's, uh, you know, tripping out. He's in the, you know, yellow submarine. And that's basically it. I mean, you end up having Gamora show up and that's when you have the switcheroo go on with Marvel Boy. And I'm telling you, all of this going on, I just I don't know what the hell I need to know any of this and why they are doing it. I just don't get it. I don't yeah. get I why mean, that's I'm my problem with the, the series right now too. Though. And what I said earlier, like the whole, the teams against each other, I guess is concept enough, you know, but yeah. Other than that, is is that what the hook is in well, the series? Here's, like here's the funny hook here is your whole deal. There's Hercules. That's yeah, Hercules yeah, I, talking I to Gamora. I, I totally overlooked now, this part. And yeah, so there's Hercules like, hey, I heard about Peter. Is he okay? You know, yeah, yeah, you know, he's okay. But we're not friends. And then you had, you know, the ultimate the moon moon dragon. I, I can't, I can't seem to get a hold of anybody. And yeah, I got this and connection. I got that. And then you end up at the end. With the two moon dragons, I'm like, I, I don't care. This is just, it's nonsense. It's complete and utter nonsense. This is not going to be anything that I would read and say, oh, my God, I'm so glad I have this on my pull list. I think it is complete and utter bull crap. I think that it is a ridiculously played out book, four issues of nothing, four issues of a guy acting like his poop doesn't stink because he sold a lot of issues of Immortal Hulk. He can go and do things. Just as an aside, I ended up already, and I said earlier, reviewed Empire Number 2, his scripted book that he's doing with Dan Slott, the big giant event that ends up having now only 30 plus issues <laughs> that book is boring as all get yeah. up i do not like al ewing on anything that i've read except the immortal hulk now i haven't read everything that he's done but yeah, he's, of I the things fresh start to his ultimates run that's what i like people love al that ewing. yeah but but, but i even haven't liked stuff, anything he's done since that. I don't even, even of like those co-written stuff those avengers you know no oh, yeah, road home and good. that sort of thing with jim Zub and all those series yeah, yeah very weekly yeah. It's what it was. That's just nonsense. And Some Jim people Zub, like that no surrender one. Jim Zub why. ever write a book that anybody's read? That no. guy can't keep a book going past <laughs> ten hasn't. issues of anything. That guy's nonsense. I, well, no, all he, of these he's guys. Read a book ten thousand people actually have. Yeah, <laughs> well, really. maybe read. Maybe they at least <laughs> ship that much. Who knows if they read it? But yeah, and then everybody's like, "Man, I can't believe they didn't give you more time on that book." Really? 
Nobody's reading it. And yeah. we're talking Including about you, the, the one agents of Wakanda. Sympathy Man, you that were begging for the agents of Wakanda book. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to do these two issue arcs and not have all the team together because that would be too cool. Right, you're having all these yeah. characters, and then, and then, but and then by the way, them, you know. the first arc will just ruin everything that was led into this for century. We'll, we'll just ruin that. And I here know we have Gorilla go. Man, who supposedly is betraying the Avengers, but I'm not yeah, going to really. tell you anything about that, even yeah, though he's no. a character. And in my even book. with that, I think that got shoved aside. <laughs> it didn't matter anyway. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Four. What would you give it? I, I'm going to give it a, a 5.8, uh, only because I liked Spider-Woman much less than Guardians of yeah, the Galaxy. I liked Even it though, a little I mean, more Guardians than Guardians of the Galaxy completely put me to bed several times on the couch Man. while I was reading it. I just have no interest in the characters or the title right now. I like when Gamora and Rocket and the team dynamic between yeah, all I them know, and that... Groot and when you don't and have Rocket and Groot together, what's the point of the Guardians? Book? And my my point is is that we've gone a long time without that what we would now call the classic team, even the cinematic team. Uh, you know, let let's do something. I guess people would say, well, he's he's having fun here. I'm glad he is. Yeah, I'll tell you the last time I liked the the Guardians book was um, the Jerry Dugan run before it yeah. got involved in all that Infinity nonsense. It was. Like the lead up to that was mildly interesting and, and fun and, and, you know, the I've true Guardians went, team yeah. where it was cool. I've even had more fun than this in the Star-Lord book that Chip Zdarsky did. I thought that yeah. was really good. You also had that Rocket and Group book that was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have this. I, I said, I say it all the time. We started the podcast. One of the things I wanted to get into was Guardians of the Galaxy. The only way I'm getting into it is going on the app and I'll start reading Dan Abnett's stuff and things like that. Yeah, everyone You know, that why one. not? I might as well go do that. Because and maybe you this know the Dan nothing. Abnett run. I've never read it. Maybe you'll, we'll learn more about these Marvel boys. Maybe. The, you know. Yeah, but the thing is, though, how long is it going to take? These people nowadays with this decompression of this nonsense, yeah. it's going to take us how many issues? Because we're four issues in. I don't even know what the hell's going on in this I'll book. I'll tell you the one I know the most about is Marvel Boy. That's the one Al Ewing yeah. seems to have the biggest heart on for here. Is yeah, and really. Just kind of keep focusing on over and over. That's what I remember from this series he so exploding, far. He has exploding fingernails. Yeah, and he can he spit, pop his fingers off. Spit ass. <laughs> and I'm fun. talking LSD. So yeah. there, yeah, you have that. I actually am not down with you. I'm giving this a five out of 10, but I like Spider-Woman a little bit better. I don't love it. I don't think it's great. I think that, again, you have a book of a character that people, cult classic, I'd say, you know, I like Spider-Woman a lot. And when you start off a series, you do want to get everybody on board right away. So you want to have some fun. You want to have, now, I thought that maybe the first issue was a little bit too funny. You know, Carla Pacheco started, she tried to have that fun with the cosplaying kids on the boat and it it wasn't played out very well. But then you go into this issue and pretty much it just turns into a giant bunch of fights. This issue's all with, over the place. With the whole idea of just having the rich fella from the first issue suddenly his, his suddenly his daughter is not just crippled. I thought she was just uh, you know a disabled girl, but we find out that no, she actually has a disease, cancer, all this, and she he's trying to cure her with what happened to the whole, you know Spider-Woman well, and how Jessica was it, cured. Yeah. The whole problem in this issue could have been solved with a conversation where my daughter's yeah. in trouble, 
This could possibly happen to your child as well. Yeah, your son. Why don't can, we figure this out instead of me just screwing you over? And, and the weirdest six thing about it, the first issue of the series. And, and, yeah, and the weirdest thing about this going through this all is that he is begging. You know, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You know, it's Michael March and. Oh my God, I should have told you. I should have told you. And then Jessica goes, Yeah, you should have told me. I know I should have told Yeah, you should have told me. I know we, and we do it that basically, way too long. It basically, like you said, instead of being something where you would be able to figure out, okay, what can we do? What we do, step it up. He's pretty much going down the line of killing Jessica, which then completely throws anything out for his daughter. So it's not well played out. Also, I think that one of the things that Carla Pacheco should have done in this issue, and she doesn't, is because of all this, and you said it's nonsense. The idea that Michael Marchin has done this to Jessica, he is a jerk. He ends up overstepping his bounds. He's the villain. You can't just have him say, but I love my daughter. No. Have the daughter in the issue so that you see the daughter and feel bad and realize, yes, (laughs) I would have done that. Now, with that, at points in the first issue, the daughter was a real jerk, was not (laughs) real nice about things either. But it does make sense. One thing that we were confused about or what we were thinking. Remember when he does whisper to her, I'm going to figure out, you know, everything for you. We're going to make you better. And we thought he was going to make her walk again. But in fact, it seems that she has this cancer or whatnot. But you need to have her in the issue, at least so that Jessica can even say like, you jerk, you did this. And then you have the girl there and, oh, well, you know what? We'll do it together. I would have done this anyway for you. So let's go. And you don't have that. No. And I think it's a real yeah, there's, big There's no moment thing. where I'm like, well, I get you're dying, Jessica, and that's why you're helping here. But yeah, like there's no other moment where I'm like, yeah, maybe no. she should help this guy out. He's Basically, just, all he's he does, all he does is say, eventually your son might have the same problem. Yeah. All right, I'm in. And they go off and do this. But even then, I never thought and, – and there's just – People, you know, different writers have different ways of doing things and stuff. And I can't say that it's like some subtle deal. But as I'm reading this issue, not once did I think to myself, oh, man, Jessica's going to die. Oh, my God. I'm so worried about Jessica because you're just being thrown from scene to scene. I'll I'll, I'll be on the before and then you can do the credits or whatever. And we'll talk about the issue. But uh I'm not – I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, a huge, you know, Scarlet Spider fan, but the Spider-Woman's kind of a weak spot. I don't know a lot about her, and we started this series without really even getting to know the character and immediately And that is, that is a problem. You know, and, so and- I, I'm really – she's showing her enhanced powers throughout this issue, and I'm like, oh, I guess she can do this. I yeah. I don't and even the know the powers of almost her. be a, like a, a steroids version of yeah. it. Now, that's the thing. And she's like going is- crazy and, and – well, and- Here is the deal. It's all over. Without knowing the character, you also probably don't get the whole idea that what's going on, again, like this guy's daughter, they're doing experiments based on the original experiments that made Jessica Spider-Woman. Now, they spell it out, but you're not getting that full deal. But then by the end, you're pretty much running into the daughter of an old, you know, person who spider woman went against that's a big thing that's one of those big shout outs but without 
setting it up very well, it really doesn't matter and doesn't do anything and with in, that. Unless now, I missed it, they don't give you an editor note stating, you know, reference. That's no, those they are just the editor show notes that I I would prefer. Like they you just show me a back to an issue from twenty years ago. I would like to read that as opposed to telling you uh, it's a, a lot of issues. Emperor, um, an yeah. empire issue showing. Oh, hey, two issues ago, this happened. Like, I, I'm reading the series. I'm telling you, it's not even like a, a one issue. They're just sending you, they're just going to flashback to a big part of Jessica Steele. And that's the problem with this. It doesn't do enough in the here and now and doesn't give you enough of background either. But you end up with this yeah, was, all going lost. down. And I'll give you the credits right now. Again, I still thought this was better than that guardians of the galaxy but it is spider woman number two written by carlo pacheco art by perry perez colors by frank darmada letters by vcs travis lanham i will right now make the prediction this book does not if it gets past five i'll be shocked (laughs) if it gets past ten I I might just hang it up because I don't think I don't think that anybody's going to end up reading this book the way it's set up. And I do like Jessica Drew. I like Spider-Woman a lot, but there's nothing that would grab you in this book. It's more confusing than anything else. Jessica Drew loves being Spider-Woman. Unfortunately, it doesn't pay the bills. So when the wealthy owner of a pharmaceutical company, Michael Marchin, wanted to hire Jess to protect his daughter, Rebecca, she accepted. During Jess's first day on the job, something felt dot 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 wrong just fought through the pain literally taking down two well-armed bands of would-be kidnappers but the sickness turned out to be more than just some stomach bug when just vomited up acidic green goo someone called the night nurse yeah there you go and that's what ends up happening is you end up having march and two weeks earlier like hey you know if you don't feel good maybe we'll take you to the hospital we'll check it out we'll see how you're going and she's like no 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 my type we don't go to hospitals we end up having her own deal she goes to see the night nurse as rhino just comes flying by he has a rash yeah, he's I, going I, to see night nurse it's just goofy did, it's did really you get the idea he has a std here uh, maybe <laughs> that's what i also wonder like where is he kabooming from i mean he looks like he's coming I out think of night nurse something. shot him out of the apartment because she's got yeah, iron man gloves on yeah i get why would she do this then to say i'll give you an ointment you don't have an ointment. You do have a nasty rash. You know, but what? And she says you don't have an appointment. But it's this whole thing of, you know, you just ruined your your storefront here yeah. just because he showed up and said, I have a rash. It's goofy. <laughs> it's just stupid. And you end up with he's also just the fact that he's just laying there having just been attacked by night nurse with the repulsor gloves. And then Jessica comes flying in to hurt him. I don't know what he really did wrong. Yeah, he just go, he wanted something for his rash. He said, listen, I got the syphilis. Got I, the I need something. He's like, I, you know, I was at the zoo. I got a little there. I need the money. Who knows on. what he's got? He's got the rhinos because he was horny. <laughs> Oh my, that's a rhino <laughs> joke. So you end up where she, you end up. Night nurse is still going to town. Uh, well, Jessica's punching him. I'm like, well, what is Rhino? The guy can't catch a break. Yeah. Oh, he's just, and then, he does a wrestling old school bear hug oh, he here does. to try to calm he the He basically situation. does it. And if you want to see that move done very well, that's one of the things that does happen in Bloodsport a lot with that big sumo wrestler guy. Yeah. He ends up grabbing that one little guy. to come try to raise her arm three times. 
Yeah, really. And then it drops. <laughs> and then on the third time, she yeah. keeps it up and yeah, does the no. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> and no, unfortunately, that doesn't happen. She just vomits acid in the rhino space. Where then you have Night Nurse says, Oh man, Jessica, now I have to treat him. What? You didn't have to treat him for the repulsor glove shots that you were repeatedly giving him? Like, when, when were you going to treat him for yeah, that? Yeah. It's well, I, I so don't know ridiculous. If there's an antidote or, or a, an ointment for acid to the face. I'm not, I'm not I, really sure how I, that works. No, no. Now, now he's basically two face. We yeah. got two, two rhino done. now. Yeah. It's rye. No. And so he's there. Oh my God. But. You know, the best, though, is where you do have this said by Night Nurse, right? Oh, man, now I do have to treat him. No, she doesn't. No. He gets taken away in hey, an armored car. <laughs> strapped he's off to, to a the raft. by metal. Yeah. yeah, really. He's gone. <laughs> and it looks like his face is fine, though. So. Yeah. But no, you end up having Jessica, and they're checking her, her blood and checking her levels and things like that. And that's the problem is... They're not seeing what helps Jessica survive. They're only seeing the radiation damage. It looks like she is full out radiation. None of the spider stuff that would fight that off. So she goes crashing into March and pharmaceuticals. I would kind of think she could have taken the elevator. She climbs up. I like when she's climbing up the side and then smashes through. The thing that I love throughout this issue is she comes back later and they haven't even done anything to fix that window, which made me <laughs> laugh. And just imagine now you are that high up. It, it, you would think he's at the, the penthouse level. They're all going to get sucked out or something. Yeah. I mean, you can't be on the penthouse like that. And all it is is to yeah, have better that. Hope no plane goes flying yeah, by. Really? He will get sucked right out. Really? I'm, I'm telling you, the next thing you know, Kite Man's there. They're getting it's nonsense. And then, and then you'll have Swamp Thing's dead, dead, if anybody knows what I'm talking about. But you, but you end up there with Jessica. It's only for this, like, wow moment of her busting through the yeah. glass. Take this and then guy grabbing, by surprise. And then grabbing him and like, what did you do, March? And tell me what you did. I'm sorry. I, I tried. It was for my daughter. You do see the picture there. But I would have rather it have been almost like a scene from Kill Bill. The only thing when, I see going on here is this guy just mowing down on a full cake on his desk. What's yeah, going well, on there? He likes cake. I mean, he <laughs> owns the business. He likes cake. But just yeah, I got a cake. said it, I would have liked a scene like in Kill Bill where you end up having – the the two ladies are going to fight and then the little girl comes home from school like hi mommy who's that oh that's a friend they have the knives behind their back and things like that but instead she just beats him up says yeah. what are you going to do who are window. you working for why are you blackmailing me do you work for hydra Starts i'm like hydra cake. somebody better get a hold of jessica and tell her you know hydra yeah, not really a thing right now but you end up yeah hanging them outside the window you want the cake that's what she should yell. It'd be yeah. funny if he's this guy isn't saying anything and then Jess is like, I'm gonna drop that I cake on the this floor. This cake was ending up in his face, flat out. It no, never happened. They missed know, a great At one point the guy has shards of glass in his face bleeding. Then it's not, but she ends up saying, Why'd you do this? I I'm doing it because I love my daughter. All right, well, you should have talked to me about it. And by the way, I'm gonna now eat cake. She's eating the cake, though. That's kind of disgusting. At one point, she did kind of push him into it. I wouldn't eat it. But this is where he ends up saying, hey, you know, I I tried to I thought that this was going to be an experiment. We tried to do the whole thing that happened to you on my daughter, Rebecca, the whole spider thing. That didn't work. So then we figured we'll take that out of you, see how you kind of heal from that. But you didn't. 
Now you're dying. We're in big trouble. Uh, what I don't was know he going to tell her though? Like, what benefit does Never. he? Never. I, th- I wouldn't that's tell. The thing. Like, how does he get the solution to this problem by injecting Jessica with this? Unless she angrily comes back to him like she did. Well, you know, his, his plan was, is completely flawed and stupid. Yeah, here. You know what the you know what the funny thing is? I just realized that that cake is the leftover cake from the birthday party on the boat. It's oh, so okay. stupid. That That's sense. what it must be. So yeah, so they're they're doing this. And yeah, I don't think he was going to say anything unless he was caught. This is almost like asking for forgiveness rather I know, than but permission. How does he then get the? I don't cure? know. It so, doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't. I well, don't know. he doesn't None have it anyway. Does. It's not working. She's no. dying. There is no cure. You're all going to die. Well, he has That's like some it. temporary steroid cure or something. It seems well, like. Well, no, he ends up. This is where they're going to start testing. Testing things that he can't test on Rebecca. She's not strong enough. They hope that, you know, you end up having Jessica strong enough. And really, like we said earlier, the only reason she agrees to any of this is because he brought up her son as well. This why this would happen to her son down the line doesn't make any sense because Rebecca was not a spider woman. She did not have <laughs> things fail on her. You did this to her to yeah. try to get the effects of healing just like Jessica had before. That does not correlate anything with the son. Anything at all. This is conjecture and nonsense. Also, <laughs> you have to laugh when they are getting Jessica on that treadmill. Oh, type I love deal, the which montage. Is, which is the craziest when she's on the. It's the craziest square type of treadmill. But the guy and the the doctor, they're on hoverboards. <laughs> I'm like, what a bunch of a holes <laughs> going around on hoverboards. But yeah, hey, we're gonna inject you. We're gonna see how this Instead works. We're gonna go. Is it just the oh, terrible yeah. shadow no, they have? These two of them are on hoverboards. You know, zipping around. I'd love it if it got out of control and went out that open window mm. right to his death. Oh, all right. And so I totally changed up, my mind on these guys if they're inventing hoverboards and doing yeah, crazy stuff. They're, they're doing all then. sorts of Whatever. crazy things. They're Release the regular the They're the regular people surfers. They're these new superheroes here. So you end up release the Snyder cut, release the hoverboard, the hoverboard right there. I just, I'm telling you, I hope they go right out there. So you end up (laughs) having this go on where they inject Jessica. She's now going to go through this montage, which for some reason includes boxing the hands of the guy who owns this huge billion dollar corporation you can't hire anybody they're they're trying to stress her out to see the different reactions because they they, are but get mike tyson in there have somebody fight she also looks like she's going crazy by the end of it like she looks like the joker (laughs) she feels amazing she says and she's doing you know she's even doing like that crazy workout she's having right by the end of it all here that's what it is and so like how are things going Great, I feel great. This is awesome. Uh, yeah, but we're not ready to try it on Rebecca yet. I'm going to look at my picture. And also, why isn't the guys coming to fix this window? It's real annoying here. But you end up where, all right, well, I guess we're going to have to go to the next phase. And You're, the next phase that then. window is ridiculous. I don't know It's so it stupid. <laughs> Still, nobody's even swept up the shards of glass. They're Move just there. Move your desk away from the If you back your chair up too far, you're going out I'm the window, you, dude. Just if, you, if you told me that this is a week afterwards, I believe you because of montages <laughs> and things. And if it's later yeah. that afternoon, I believe you as well. But – where, where are they? Why isn't anybody fixing this window? Well, you end up having March and say, uh, yeah, we, we need to up our whole experiments here. We're having some problems. And unfortunately, 
I didn't buy a key ingredient that I needed. And you end up, Jessica, you're the richest guy ever. You didn't get it. No, I didn't. You're going to have to go steal it. It's the crazy Lotrodectus Adiranum uh, spider. You know, nut spider. I'm going to call it the L.A. It's the LA, LA spider. spider. Yeah. It's the LA spider. I mean, it's not nobody the... will attend its events. Oh my goodness gracious! That is true. But so you end up, <laughs> and and what happens then is the LA spider at the end of this issue relocates to Las Vegas. You end up here yeah. where they go to this. They go to this lab, and they go up to this. You know, Paul Blart Mall cop. Hey, buddy. What's going on? You're not supposed to be here. That's John Goodman. You can't tell me otherwise. Yeah, it does look like John Goodman. Well, John Goodman gets the pheromones, and now he's going to go off and do stuff where you have these two guys. And this is another thing where Carla Pacheco, which I've not read many books of hers, if not just these two issues. Well, you end up having these guys with Jessica. You name them, but you never set up anything at all with them. And then they die, and you're supposed to feel bad. It it almost is a joke. I I think it's – is it maybe supposed to show you Jessica's just losing touch with I don't emotion know, and reality? Because here's or? the problem is, like you said, uh, and I have read some Jessica, but this is Carla's book. So I don't know what she thinks Jessica is or isn't. We haven't had enough of a regular Jessica. You said you end up handicapping her, but also you end up making her crazy with this damn steroids and stuff like that. So what is the Jessica? Because at one point she does say, get down, you idiot, shoots the guy. Oh my God, you killed him. She blasts her own dude at one point, it looks like. And he's the one who was carrying the spiders. They're getting away. They're getting stomped on. Oh my God, (laughs) what was me? And so then you have... This lady, there's no way you can convince me every single spider got stepped on in this. I know, I know. Well, what what makes me laugh then is then you have a woman, Octavia Vermis, come out who says, "Hey, you knew my father." Now, if you think back, what this lady actually looks like to me and i thought because this is a spider book was that lady that was the landlord but also had to do with under york in the amazing spider-man yeah. series uh, i know that you're lady talking who, about i can't I, think I of her name this. right now no, she does and I look saw like it. the under york doesn't chick, she yeah. i thought that that's who it was and i thought okay that's kind of a cool deal to th- oh no it isn't it's you know i'm octavia vermis you know my dad, your auto's daughter. Yes. Hey, I don't harbor any ill feelings to him dying because he was a piece of crap and he deserved what he got. But now me and you are going to Kung Fu fight for this last spider. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> what happened in this book? And now it's just another fight. Now we're fighting again with this. She, Jessica's blasting everyone. You have this old lady kung fu fighting uh, going all over the place. She ends up having this pendant that has the last spider because she says, oh, my, look, all the spiders, they've been trampled and killed. Oh, geez, you're going to not get that. And plus, we're going to fall. And that's where Jessica's like, I don't mind falling because I won't die. How about you? And then that's when this lady's like, well, I have this last spider in this ball, but I don't know how it lives. It doesn't look like it has that much of an air thing there. (laughs) And she she throws it for Jessica to go and pretty much try to do the Odell Beckham catch as she then falls and crashes into the ground and says. But she just said she wasn't going to die if she did that. I know. There's no suspense there. Yeah. And then she says the lady's like, hey. You know, I mean, she looks hurt. My f- she doesn't look yeah. like she's in oh, great yeah. shape. 
No, it's weird too the way the shadow goes. I'm like, do they think she's pregnant still? I know. But you end I up, it, it looks like it, right? It does, yeah. And then it ends up where this lady's like, not shame. all of my she's father's secrets. There, yeah, <laughs> it's like not all of my father's secrets died with them. You know, I know who else wants this, and what a lovely family reunion you must have had. And throws it, and she's like, but spiders don't have. Family, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I mean, really, this, this is, is a—it's disjointed. <laughs> it, it's not giving you anything of a consistent characterization of the main character for people like you who don't know. People who do know, yeah. like I'm not. I'm saying I'm gonna have to I'm, go read a wiki a little bit about. I know well, she had a kid and all that deal. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had that in the first issue when they were leaving the kid. But even that, <laughs> I've also read a little Strike Force with her in it. But also just reading some of the old. I'm no nowhere near an expert. I'm not saying I yeah. keep saying I, I mean, that I know, I know more. Really but, love this Spider Woman character. Yeah, yeah. Jessica Drew. But here it's all over the place. It really is all over the place, and it's one of those where you don't get a lot of opportunities for certain characters. You end up not having a lot of Spider Woman Jessica Drew book. Solo books. Yeah. She shows up a lot in I other things. I feel like She'll even the up. last couple have, have been pretty celebrated that it's something you would want to yeah. keep the momentum going. Well, that's on. what I'm saying. Yeah, and so you you don't get, you know, if this doesn't work, you may not get one for a couple of years, if not more. And so you have to make it work. You have yeah. to have your chance it's mean. It's not like something. Captain Marvel who gets infinity and, chances. Yeah. And and this this isn't good. It really isn't no, good. There's good. There's no setup. I'll be honest, though. It, the, the craziness when I talk I about it is entertaining. I had fun with talking about it. I'm telling you. That's why I'm at a 6.5 because I do like the art. Um, but, boy, it, it's more of a, a book to kind of laugh at. Yeah. Than laugh with yeah. and oh, no, I just that. I'm like what the heck is going on here and and just the cake and the window and the hoverboards and the but it's all over the place yeah. and like I said without having Rebecca actually in this issue or her going home and and visiting her son and husband you know have something where we get that personal touch and of why you would do this your first thoughts to issue one were. Her, his daughter kind of being a, a jerk to Jessica. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Remember <laughs> the worst great was, person. Remember that, remember that other kid that she threw off the boat? That kid's <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> m- remember that one kid? And he's like, I don't even know why I came to this lame birthday party with a wheelchair over there. And she threw him off the thing. I'm like, this kid's going to die. <laughs> but even then, I wish that kid showed up here just to, I wish he was in every issue just throwing shade on the side. <laughs> just, just throws yelling. him somewhere. Yeah, every like issue. all of a sudden we don't realize that a bodyguard or the, uh, the night watchman that looks like John Goodman. It's actually that piece of crap kid's dad. And he's there with him for the night, you bring know, your the bring your, bring your kid to work night. But yeah, so all this, even the idea too of, okay, well I got outbid for a spider. Hey there. Superhero Jessica Drew, you're going to have to steal something that was legitimately bought from somebody else. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, we yeah. had it and oh, they yeah, stole she's it. She's a crime here. That's that's one little thing you just have to do is say we had the spider, but it got stolen. We ended up having a corporate deal. Somebody came in. You even have some funny, you know, side weird villain that stole it that she can go after. But no, no, they're just going to go. And steal, steal it, it from somebody who legitimately bought it. 
So right there, it's just it, it's not six point five. What would you? I'm going to give it a five point five. I, I think Guardians is a little little better quality. I think I actually like the art in this book uh, enough. It, it's not bad. I like the art. Um, yeah. I like, I like the art Guardians too. But... I think it looks good, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I think I think her characterization is a bit of uh, nonsense and all over the place. Uh, the story's just a, a little bit nonsensical. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's fun it's, to talk about, though. It's I don't, funny. I, I, it's I, funny I, I'm too. not going to hate when you suggest issue three. I'll be honest. No, and it's funny <laughs> to talk about it because this is kind of what I almost, not that this is good, but I wish that we had this fun in the X-23 book. Like, we could have had Gabby yeah. doing crazy things. And that was just, at least this isn't boring. Right. right. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's just, it's you fun. You don't to, know where to, it's going. Yeah. It's fun to laugh at. Yeah. Who knows? I, I hope that we end up, I hope this lasts forever and they keep going back to that guy's office and he never gets his window fixed. The guy's a billionaire, yeah. can't fix his I window. I think she That'd also cool. might want to, to, you know, drop a hint to this dude. She's vomiting green acid. She, she's yeah, never yeah. mentioned that. And any no. of these trials she just went through. No. That well, keeps happening was- randomly. His daughter also apparently has the same thing. So he, he you, you might want to say yeah. something there, you know? Well, the only thing is he probably does know that since she vomited all over the boat at the birthday oh, that's party. Right. That's right. Hopefully not on the cake. Yeah. Nobody seems really that- concerned with this, though. It's, I just it's a love weird that- thing uh, yeah, that keeps it's reoccurring. Weird. And I, don't know. I just actually I wish that Jessica that cake. I hope that that keeps it's so ridiculous. She starts eating the like that would be me breaking into your house, beating the crap out of you, and then oh wings, huh? Just start talking to you, yeah. your wings. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> and my and beard, really, in my mind, really in my <laughs> mind, it isn't even that. You've already finished the wings. You have your your pile of. Bu- I'm like, oh, there's still some meat on that one. I'm, uh, I'm well, g- giving that. If you that. see the leftover plate from my wife's wings, I constantly shame her because she does yeah. a terrible job of eating and, uh, the yeah, chicken wings not, to, to the not a, extent you're supposed to. Because she's not a Buffalo native. Uh, she's from no, Pennsylvania. She's Pennsylvania, unfortunately. She's nonsense. Yeah, that's, Pennsylvania. That's her fault. Like me, she knows how to eat a cheesesteak, probably. She probably doesn't even know that because she's no. in like mid-Pennsylvania, uh, right? She's in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. Well, then she's stoplight town, Titus. She though. might still maybe, uh, maybe she likes Frito pie maybe over near that, uh, yeah, you know, like know what, stork. I don't know what their nonsense traditions stork are. Nonsense stork things like. The first like, oil so well Pittsburgh. is what they're famous for over there. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. But that's it. That's the end of the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And, uh, yeah, once again, we're going to be talking about two books tomorrow night on the Patreon exclusive show. And it looks like I said it's between the Sin Eater Prelude, Daredevil, and something else I said. And now I can't remember what it was because I am a moron. I'm going to look right now because I thought, oh, well, I haven't X-Men cast Fantastic any votes Four. yet. So maybe I can yeah. sway some. Now some it looks like here. it's it's going to be either Amazing Spider Man, Sin's Rising Prelude, X Men Fantastic Four number four, or Daredevil number 21. Two of those three. There's no others that are even close. So we're going to be doing some of those but we'll have a bunch of other things as i said earlier i will have an x-men episode each week now since i'm caught up we'll just deal with the x-men books each week and then i'll have kind of a little other episode where i talk about some books that brandon does not read and brandon, <laughs> i'll let you know too that next week is annuals week so all of the podcasts 
for next week, not this week, next week, will be on the Patreon only deals. So people can yell at me. I, I yes. already said, see, you just proved my point. I said that's what I hear all the time. So thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you later. Later.